1: As I mentioned on a recent episode, I'm, I'm now officially between jobs. Uh, and as part of the process of winding up uh, my time at the Richmond Times Dispatch, we got uh, a group of coworkers old and new together to go uh, help me get absolutely shit shithoused uh, on... My second to last day of work, mm. and uh, I, I was not thinking about things in the same way that uh, that, that Pierce was, uh, because I just kept drinking the whole time I was there, and then realized that it was ten o'clock and I hadn't eaten anything mm. and needed to uh, order some <clears throat> some like delivery euro to arrive at my house precisely when my uber <laughs> home did um, but but pierce you you came to us with what i thought was a fascinating question that i i i kind of wish in hindsight that i had been thinking about last week
0: yeah so there is there exists i think kind of the archetypal bar tavern pub type of place that you're not really going for food but you do expect them to when you show up and you're drinking whatever you're having if it's beer or spirits or wine or wine coolers if if you're having fun um but there is like there is a certain portion of the menu of, of beige food items that, that are mostly fried that you expect them to have at, at basically every place under the sun that that or in the gloomy wood-paneled uh, drinking dens of our lives. You expect them to have a certain amount of food. Maybe you call them starters. Maybe it's something more than that. Maybe it's something heartier. But there is a standard pub fare, um certainly in america and i think it it probably goes more more broadly than that that's probably something that well not the pilgrims but the cool people who who came over from england brought with them it's like here have our beige food we'll leave the gray food at home so what that had me thinking is I have things that even if I've never been to a place before, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this standard issue item off of, of the menu. And I was wondering if you all also had this approach because, um, you know, quality aside, it is very important to get something like this, especially if you're not in a, a place you've been before. Because otherwise you're just going to be like, well, I've had Budweiser before. I'll get six of them. Unless that's you know just me who's like yes that's this is the this is the easier carb to get this is the <laughs> I,
2: one I know. I'm, I'm wondering like what like how much am I caring about the food or am I am I having a meal or am I trying to judge this restaurant's food or am I just trying mm-hmm. to I'm just hungry and just trying to put something. I,
0: I think these are
2: the spot. I,
0: I usually think well those items and you know we can get to the specific ones as we name off things that that you know we gravitate toward but but these are I don't know a lot of these are very starchy often potato based items um, or or you know chicken of a sort depending on your proclivities but they're they're just kind of for pleasure and salt. And maybe to accompany a condiment, like in the same way where it's like, you know, bad, quote unquote, bad coffee. You know, you may not get a lot of flavor out of it, but it is giving you a drug, um, which is caffeine. And it it gives you a feeling some level of euphoria. And and I think that it's very much similar here in that it's not there are tastes, but you're not looking for some amazing flavor necessarily it's it's just like i want that dopamine rush that goes with me hanging out at the at the bar with with friends or even by myself yeah we're not reviewing restaurants here no no you you like and that's that's the thing too is there i feel like there's a standard list of pub items that are you know tavern items bar items that you expect because because they know that you expect it um and, and i think that what what's interesting is is for me i am not really thinking of a meal which may be wrong if you get into situations like like sean did which is easy but i think that like the ability to have this uh array of appetizers is is kind of cool because I, I don't know a lot of restaurants will have like actual restaurants where you care about flavor and stuff they'll have like two appetizers because they know that's not what you're there for. But in these instances, I think they do know that that's what you're after.
1: Yeah. So you'll have your kind of usual suspects on that front are like one or more of fries, onion rings, tater tots, mozzarella sticks, uh, maybe a jalapeno popper. If somebody's feeling crazy, um i, I think uh, kevin uh, you you came back pretty quickly when we were talking about this earlier today with fries and like i think that's right just that that one kind of has the most you know the most variation where like you could do super lazy you know you can get buy frozen fries and toss them in the oil You know, or you could be the kind of place that puts a little more thought into it. Um, uh, You know, just like uh, not thought, but effort. Um.
3: That's not the point of the podcast. But hand-cut fries are is not a thing that most people want at bars.
0: No, and I'm sick of bars
3: advertising hand-cut fries and being like, you know, Cisco is a massive food provider for restaurants. They've perfected the frozen fry. Yeah. Stop trying to hand cut fries, you sports bar. Nobody wants that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's why this is This is the reason that people hate in and out fries. Fresh hand cut fries in a mass production setting are not good. Because fresh hand cut fries need a lot of effort. They need yeah. pre-rinsing and par cooking yeah. and shit like that. Like you know, this is why Five Guys fries are good for, like, 90 seconds, and then they're practically <laughs> inedible slob. Uh, listen, don't – do not do anything – I love anything. Five Guys. Yeah. I love
0: Five Guys. Don't do not do anything by hand if it's going to go into one of those baskets. And you know the baskets I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> no, right that ones? nothing needs to be done by hand. I, You know, and I think that with the hand cut and – Maybe there's someone back there who loves doing it and they've got it to scale and it's it's inexpensive. But a I lot don't. of the, a lot of these a lot of these items that Sean just went through, we have a sense of how much they should cost wherever you are in the world. So if someone's like the the bar fries cost fifteen dollars, you can be like what's wrong? Where am I? <laughs> Like, am I eating, am I eating lunch in Abu Dhabi? Like, why are they so expensive? And, and I think that that's, that's nice too, is it's, it is kind of a level playing field and, you know, you arch an eyebrow at some of these things. And, and I would say that, you know, historically, and I, and I'm withholding till later on, there is an item that I, I typically pick and I do think it is wrong, but in some ways, but I, I like the, the, uh, the excursion of it all, um, well, one thing that used to be on this list, and I don't think is anymore as much, um, you know, Sean, you mentioned mostly um, b- beige items, of course, all of these are beige um, and and starchy items. But one thing you did not mention is wings and historically wings have been on that list. But now now they are market price, which is really sad. Oh, yeah. And it is because and I, I think I, I think that this is maybe a place we could have started this is like why are wings market price it's like probably because everybody made that selection they were like yeah i could eat some wings right now like i don't want to i don't want any more than that but like wings, These wings you think like are perfect.
2: like you we'll get a, yeah. some wings for everyone yeah yeah, yeah. so I've also, watched... there's not a lot of protein on this y'all go ahead well i was gonna say like with with wings like, i think really with with flavor wise that's generally going to hit the spot and i'll be happy to eat it but I just know that when I'm gonna be eating them, I'm like each one I eat, I'll be like, this costs like three dollars for this one single this one single item. And if it's not a good one, I'm pissed off. Whereas like with the fries, it's like, well it gets amortized, so you can't do the per unit the per unit price in your head that pisses you off, or pisses me off. So I that's why I have gone away from the wings, except for in your, you know, it's wing night and each one's only fifty cents and then they're terrible, but they're only fifty cents, so it's okay.
1: Yeah, the costing is part of it, but at the same time, like I, I'm someone who has watched a a moderately concerning amount of bar rescue, um, and and they love to talk about how you know wings are are one of the sort of perfect things to judge a bar's food quality on because I and I think it's because they are they're like equally easy to get right and to fuck up really badly like mm-hmm. there there are a lot of easily avoidable pitfalls and so as long as you don't do those things you're probably going to have a certain baseline of quality but if you if you do the thing you do the wrong things you out yourself as a sort of inattentive you know an inattentive cook or an inattentive bar owner and so like in in some ways i think those actually are a really good way if if what you're trying to do is to judge the quality of a place's food yeah um, i'd say
2: with fries that's one thing like even a place that has great fries you could just get a bad batch every once in a while so i think it, it would be dangerous to one experience to judge just on fries
0: so that i mean that's a vote in favor of like checking a box we're after which is like get that enjoyable pleasurable food in wings and then also something that we're not as much after but like hey maybe this place really does does care about what they're doing so that is i think you know maybe chicken tenders in some ways have taken the place but one thing that also in the protein category which is not usually what i gravitate to and i'm not including mozzarella sticks in the protein category (laughs) because let's be honest um but but max you you have strong feelings about another i mean maybe the most traditional protein choice of all historically speaking
3: Oh, I was going to bring up fish and chips, but I don't think that's what you're talking about. Oh, well, that, you're talking that probably about...
0: is the winner, actually, for most traditional, but I... Perhaps you're There's... talking about
3: the hamburger. So fish yeah. and chips is just, <laughs> as a side, that has kind of grown on me recently. I never liked it growing up, and now I kind of enjoy trying it, but I don't know that every bar has fish and chips. But I it seems like I more and understand. more of them do, at least where I am now, which is maybe something to do with the fact that it's, again, similar to chicken tenders and fries. Like, it comes frozen. So it's pretty easy for them to serve it. Um, No, a burger. Yeah. Everywhere has a burger. You can get a burger everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: But you don't get a burger everywhere.
3: (laughs) I I don't know. I I used to um, get a lot more burgers out at bars um, for a variety of reasons. I've stopped. I think Sean has some reasons as to why you shouldn't. I stopped mainly because burgers started being like 15 to 20 dollars. And then to make them worth that much, they started being like a half pound. <laughs> and that's just disgusting. Like every every burger is way too big. And I just don't want that. I want a much smaller burger. And no bar seems to have that except on the kid's menu. I don't want a half pound or a third pound. Like these massive burgers. It's, it's pretty out of control. Fork a knife to eat. I don't I want the Jack Browns in
2: Harrisonburg.
3: Jack Browns is great. I would definitely get a burger at Jack Browns. They have yeah. good sized burgers. But most places, most bars serve a massive-ass burger, and I don't want that.
1: I don't want to speak too much Ill of the Dead, uh, but the Citizen Burger Bar, the the mm-hmm. Richmond outpost of Citizen Burger, recently closed. Um, and while while I I did sort of enjoy it as a nostalgia link to college, um, I, they were getting a little too wild with it, um, <laughs> and kind of were from the beginning. Um. They yeah. say large
0: burgers, right?
1: Well, and it's – the other thing about that is if you're eating – if you're making these big-ass hamburger patties, um, you kind of got to cook those <laughs> a lot in order to make sure that people don't get E. coli. <laughs> yeah, and when
0: you have yeah. a very as, – as always, I'm watching a lot of food videos. When you get something that is very thick, you actually want the heat to be kind of low because otherwise you will – crisp it to hell so no one is going to accept a burger that's been cooked for 20 minutes you're like i need to be gone but you know sean this this does bring the question um you know where it is where did the the bloody mary uh like growth end and where was it like just the burger growing like i feel like they met Is like <laughs> that's how we got that is like
3: i'm gonna keep adding stuff to the bloody put a slider, mary. slider on keep... the bloody and then the slider got a little bigger yeah quarter pound slider
0: yeah and it's like are we making our burgers bigger or are we making the bloody mary's enhanced where where does it but max you were saying yeah
3: well i was just gonna say this the other thing with the burger is i at least when i'm eating out at a at a basic bar or whatever but really eating out in general um a thing with burgers is i found that i I like my burgers a certain way i think a lot of people feel that way and i figured out how to make those burgers at home Mm -hmm. and i like the burger i make at home so i don't really want it at a bar um I like to gravitate more towards like the fries and the chicken tenders, things that I'm not making at home because I don't have a deep fryer and I don't really want to get one. I mean, that's not the right, I don't want to say I don't want to get one. I don't, I shouldn't have one. So so... I'd rather reserve my chicken tenders for, for eating at a bar and things like that.
1: Yeah. So that could go in one of two ways that, that could be in part a statement of like, I, I'm very particular about, the way you know being able to customize something how I want and so I don't want to you know I don't want to get a burger from a place that can't make it the way I want it I also will sometimes think like I want my my food in in these kinds of situations and this is not the same as how I approach like dining out generally but I kind of look in bar food for something that I know is going to be consistent and pretty easy to get right, no matter where I am. And there's no better way to do that than by getting something that, technically speaking, doesn't really require any cooking at all, which is why I would like to propose the club sandwich. Interesting. I... (laughs) Even a drunk could just like the. What's the worst case scenario? Drunk with the toaster and some bacon. On in the wrong order. Yeah, it's still the same sandwich. Yeah, but there's like a bacon was cooked three days
0: ago. Anyway, so that's fine. right.
1: And there's a standard formula, more or less, for it everywhere. You know, you've got variations like California Club, but like we're not getting avocado in these places. Come on, stop that.
2: Well, I, I think for me that that it's just it's the the juxtaposition doesn't work with me. Like I'm there to eat like this greasy fried food. So mm-hmm. I think I, I can't, I don't think I've ever tried a melt at one of these places. So for all I know, it's a great, a great idea. It's just, it's, it's usually not what, ah. the, what I'm there
1: for. But the club sandwich can also come with a giant pile of greasy onion rings.
0: Oh, uh, so I, I've thought I, this I, through. Don't worry. So I think, I think you're, you're to something and I'm going to introduce my selection. I will say that, I frequently will will go and I'll share tater tots all the time. That is kind of place specific. I've learned the places that have good tater tots. But that's not that's not the thing that my eye that catches my eye with places. So we're assuming everything is from frozen and like other things that they're just, you know, an amalgam that they'll putting together. So I want to harness that. You've mentioned I've heard chicken tenders, I've heard club sandwich. Those are good. I enjoy those. They're not always as shareable and also they tend toward a meal and I really want something in between. So if I eat all of it, I will feel sustained, but I can also share it with, with others. Um, I also do want something that is hot. So what that brings me to is I like the beige. Maybe there's some protein in there, but I want it to be greasy. I, I want some, some heterogeneity. I will gravitate towards nachos if they offer them. My thought being, they are probably taking cheese from another thing. It's all Cisco beige products, so be it chips or or, um, or fries or whatever. There's cheese. Maybe they've got like some meat product on another thing that they put on. And then it's just like random condiments and anybody can cut uh, a, a scallion. So I will frequently, I don't always get it. But if there's a window of opportunity where I'm like, that sounds OK, I will get nachos because nachos so, are a thing that like I can really only in, like have in those places. You are a gambler on a level I can't imagine.
1: I, well, that's what I'm saying is like, wait, it, are you
3: anti nacho?
1: I, I think the floor on bar nachos is several miles below the sub basement. I think oh, I think bad wow. nachos are abominably
0: bad. So I have, I know that they can be. I've not huh? had that many bad nachos. I don't think I've
3: had very many bad nachos. I feel yeah. like it's pretty oh, hard man. to make a nacho. It's tortilla chips and cheese, if and it's heat. Yeah. If you don't, as long as you have those three things, how bad could they be? Clearly, very bad if you're you're having this reaction. Uh, oh, but see, I, I think <laughs> I I would
1: assume that most, um, I would assume that many bar cooks will just take a pile of chips, oh. one layer of cheese on top, and then you've got like. You've got some cheese on on the top, but then you've got a whole big pile of uncheesed greasy chips on the bottom. I I don't know, man. I, I, that's not for me. Nachos I, are I, I, nachos well, are the thing that I want at a place that's going to put in a little more effort, or at home where I can have control. Over me, the maybe process. I maybe I go to maybe I should go to shittier places. <laughs> <And> then, like, <laughs>
0: well, I
2: think for me, what this. Uh, really is my answer, I guess, because it's probably fries or nachos. But like when I walk into one of these places, my eyes go around and I try to get a glimpse of someone with fries and Mm -hmm. with nachos. And one of them is probably going to look pretty good. And that's probably what I'm going to then order. It's like, you know.
1: Yeah. If you've if you've scouted them and they look good, ignore me.
3: There's also, uh, tachos, which is like a combination, the tater tot nachos. But Pierce, when you were describing, I actually thought, I did not think you were going to say nachos. You were talking about, you want something fried and hot. I I was like, the bars have solved this for us, which is the appetizer sampler. (laughs) Oh no. See, (laughs) maybe that's that's cheating, but a lot of these bars are like, you want three mozzarella sticks? two chicken tenders, a bunch of fries and onion rings, like, all on one plate? The, this is... This <laughs> they thought about this already for you.
0: This is too close to my very... I recognize silly but strong feelings about, like, getting the split pizza. No, I have to commit. Like, that's the thing, is is I want to commit and, like, take the whole experience. Now, I uh, also what I was describing, and this, this is not as in many places as it should be, but, like, the cheese fries, like... What are you going to do with the tortilla chips? But you already have fries. Like, do do nachos, but with fries, mm-hmm. basically. Or, you know, tachos, as you said. Like, what? that should happen way more often. And, Kevin, uh-huh. when you were here, we actually got those. And it was a delight. But you don't see those enough. And I would totally pick that out all the time. Because this is it's not something I eat every day and, and maybe not even every week.
2: Uh, cheese fries can get kind of gross. So, that, that they, one I'm, I'm they, of. Yeah, they can. The first and
3: couple are good. And then, yeah.
2: (laughs) But
0: Sean, to your your point with the nachos, and and nachos kind of solve for that because they are able to stay crispy. But Sean, to your point, I feel like places where I'm going, if I look at the menu and it's like you get four chicken tenders... And it's the same price as, as the nachos and the chicken tenders don't come with fries. I'm like, well, if I want something yeah. substantive, I should just get the nachos. Cause, cause then they're like 12 to 15 bucks. And it's like, all right, well, these are probably pretty good.
3: Yeah. I think Max. the nachos are usually the most value conscious way to mm-hmm. satiate a group of people. Yes. So I did, I got them a lot more frequently as a younger person at a bar, mm-hmm. you know, with two or three people after work. And it's like, I don't really want to go get dinner after this. Like, I bet this $15 nacho plate <laughs> would fill us both up. And it always did. <laughs> maybe to Sean's point, maybe they weren't great, but like, I never had them that were like inedibly bad. Like it's chips and cheese. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not that picky with
1: nachos. That's fair. I, th- I really thought you were going to end at fried pickles. Ooh. Oh, well, see, those are like those.
0: I, I couldn't tell you those. Seal,
3: those have a low floor too. Yeah, <laughs>
0: they, they
1: do. That's true.
0: Yeah. I think that the, if you're doing if you're doing pickle chips, that's a great thing. Also, they should not cost more than like $6 ever. Like don't don't come here with $10 pickle chips. The spears, which I think actually Citizen Burger I've had them there before, those can be great, but inevitably you get a fried pickle spear and you're like, "These are cool enough now." And then you have to go to the hospital. Just straight to the hospital <laughs> with a burned mouth. <laughs> and they're like,
1: "That's the third one this week and it's Tuesday." So, um Yeah, I'm specifically think thinking of whatever. fried pickles at Uh, a restaurant in oxford mississippi called ajax uh which emily and i got last year uh and were a borderline religious experience doesn't the one the one place in
0: charlottesville that that also serves burgers on like a sub roll? um do they have
1: fried pickles or am i making that up they do they're spears yeah Yeah, riverside it's they're eh, they're a little disappointing
3: um I was gonna say a food that we haven't mentioned that is like a decent judge of how good a f- place is, but I found that they're usually bad is pizza. <laughs> I feel like a lot oh. of bars around here offer pizzas, like personal sized pizzas.
2: And I don't a usually lot get of, them, and pizza. my friends p- seem places to like that, them and like thing.
3: right? Like I don't know why my
0: friends are getting them. They're not very good. In i I I know that I, I've been to pizza places that will do happy hours where they have flatbreads and in an ideal world a flatbread is a good like inexpensive thing you can do and put some toppings on it and it's not it's not a pizza but it's pizza adjacent but i if someone is like this is a pizza and i'm selling it as like inexpensive bar food that there is a very low chance of that that being good because because then you're also saying we're going to make a lot of these and i just i don't know how you do i don't know how you do that in in those types of places like I also think of most of these places in that if you can't see, well, as Max and I experienced recently, there the bartender in all likelihood is at least part of the process of making the food and that person is not going to be making any pizza for you.
3: <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. there are definitely some bars here where the, the bartender is the one prepping any food you order. That's a fun time. Yeah, I, uh, I th- I'm curious if the, if everyone I know I have one but is there any food that you wish like we talked about like these fries like these foods that every every bar with a kitchen has are there any foods that you wish more bars had what's what's the one food that you wish you could get at more places I I have mine for sure
2: well I'd say for for meals it would be uh well either meal or snack it would be the um like the sausage gravy with either biscuits or you know country fried steak
1: whoa <laughs> all
2: right <laughs> okay you can't I mean you can generally get that at places that that offer or you know I have, that have no, the brunch option but I have no great I've never argument had against that. That. I mean That's I just
3: the white gravy right yeah. Yeah, yeah like you have to.
2: You have to understand. Like, I'm coming from a place where like my diet is usually like the opposite of these things. So, like, when I'm at these places, I'm just really, like, no, really yeah, trying, to, really trying to get after it.
3: That's <laughs> a fascinating like thing to think of it at like a nighttime bar. But I'm not against it. It's more just like, huh, like if they had that on the menu, like I, I yeah, I'd probably get it.
1: <laughs> that's so funny because my thought is the literal opposite of that. It's I would like. For there to be one thing that didn't feel like I was <laughs> injecting fryer <laughs> oil directly into my veins. And so the, like deep fried wedge salad is great for that. <laughs> so like the the thing the thing that I wish that more bars had, because this is also a thing that is really easy to make, it was like a Greek salad.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah i mean greek salad like the you know and like pizza place salad oh my like the god the pizza one. shop salad is awesome too yeah i mean i don't have
3: that here I, so I that
0: make that, that makes me think because i made it the other day this could well no i think that this could be great is like if places like that had pasta salad, we'd have to get people used to it. Uh, but like that's the pizza place salad is basically a pasta salad, but you did lettuce instead
1: of pasta. Cause you have. Yeah. Journey, that's a huge mozzarella. improvement. That but, is a huge improvement over overcooked elbow macaroni. You fucking lunatic.
3: Pasta
0: salad? Well, you know, <laughs> you, you do it like Panera where it's, it's been cooked somewhere else. There's, there's also food. famously no mayonnaise in a, uh, in a pizza shop salad. Anyways, so my my selection would be and there's a place around here that I have I've had this and I now want to go back there. Maybe I'll go there on Thursday. Um, They have an appetizer and it uses chips, which I think chips are a great because they stay they stay crunchy and there's there's quality control over it to a great extent. Maybe you make your own, but probably not. Um, so it's basically, uh, an onion dip with ruffles. They make their own onion dip, but you get something that is very shareable. It is more filling than you imagine. And it's very fun. It's, it's different. And that would, if we made this normal, it would be different, but I think more dips is good and not like, is that cold?
3: Like a, like a sour cream based? Uh, it's,
0: it's, it's a warm, it's a warm, like sour cream based onion dip. Oh, i'm fascinated
1: by that quarry house tavern in silver spring had they made their own cold french onion dip and would sell it as an app with chips and it was like three dollars and it was fucking awesome i'm
3: I'm in on the more dips more hummuses more dips all that yeah so i my answer i have an answer my uh i want more bars to have fried cheese curds they're so good.
0: Oh yeah. They're yeah, so there's, good. <laughs> well, there's a place near me that started doing that and it's great. Oh. Yeah, and just to just to make sure Oh, so it's not what type of dip did I say it was?
3: You said onion.
0: Okay. Well, it's actually a spinach and artichoke dip, but huh. with the chips, but it's also very good. it has Those a bunch of too. onions in it. Um, crab the,
3: dip, crab and cream cheese. I, so many dips. Uh, dips are crab. Great. Crab uh, is
2: expensive, but we can do. Well, fake the issue, yeah, the issue with crab dip is it's either too cheap to where you want to get, it or it's. You just lie
1: to people. Sprinkle, sprinkle some old bay on that shit and tell them it's crab. Crab. They'll buy it.
0: Also, I just learned that this place also has lasagna fries, so maybe I'll get that next time I go. What? I I mean. I, I'm an, I'll report. I will is that report that like okay.
3: cheese and marinara and uh, stuff on fries? Like cheese fries so with it sauce? It just
0: say, it says lasagna fries. Bolognese, ricotta, mozzarella, white <laughs> sauce, red sauce.
1: Jesus <laughs> Christ! They're actually putting lasagna <laughs> yeah, stuff on fries. Uh, I had heard of pizza fries before. This is crazy.
0: <laughs> um, this place, this place is tagline, and it's it's called Lloyd's, um, and it's it's a tremendous place. But their tagline is "Where nobody knows your name," um, and uh, that's that's accurate. They also say um, that they they sell the drinks they sell, but uh, they say normal cocktails and wine. They also have beer, but it's also normal cocktails and <laughs> wine. So I think there are like six cocktails you can get.
1: All right. Um, Does anybody have anything else they want to contribute? Or is it time for us to roll along to Pierce's sorry?
0: Okay. So, well, I I didn't. You know, I was deferring to
2: you I'm leaving all all these pauses in. This is great. Um, we're, we're
3: 33 minutes into talking about deep fried bar food. I, I think we've <laughs> i deep think fried we've I was
2: like trying to be polite to give us an option to talk more but he was really yeah. telling you to go um well no i
0: was i was thinking deeply about this instance which was at a a work adjacent dinner last week which is very lovely i had i i will i will disclose that i had caviar for the first time ever and i thought that that it was a I thought that it was a wise choice given the number of people that were there, and this was the appetizer section. And afterwards, I looked at the the price, and I realized, no, 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 the the caviar was extremely expensive. They didn't just throw that in. Um, but at the end of the meal, a lot of people were having another drink, and I was like, well, I've eaten a lot of food. Um, what's something I would enjoy? And so I, uh, they bring you the dessert menu, which has like some desserty drinks at the bottom, which are usually sweet and raisiny and very, very nice. Um, And the person sitting across from me ordered something, which they didn't have any more of. And they go to me and I was like, oh, do you have fernet? And the guy's like, yes. And the guy and the the waiter was like, yes, we have it. And I was like, I would like that. And then the person across from me, having now to decide what they want, because what they wanted to have, they don't have anymore, joins me in the fernet venture. And for that, I apologize because... While this individual indicated that they liked Fernet, when the Fernet was served and it was not like typical Fernet Branca or something very close to that, it was the Fernet, the minty one, the Fernet Mente, I think, um, which they didn't like, the person didn't tell me because he didn't know what Fernet they had. Um, I could tell that the person sitting across from me, this was not as nice a rounding off of the meal as they had hoped for. So I am sorry for work for net peer pressure because I think it detracted uh from this person's uh enjoyment. But they also went to University of Florida. So this is this is come up from a, a UVA person. Like we gotta get him back somehow for beating us in all playoffs.
1: I don't know I still don't know what you're talking about because UVA teams have never played Florida in the postseason of any sport ever. Now it's never happened. I'm saying if it happened. <laughs> oh, we're, we're doing this is preemptive strike. Uh, yeah, preemptive comeuppance is also known as a first strike. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, and actually, that I'm I'm glad we got there because uh, the big idea from pop culture is uh, that Daniel Ellsberg died recently, uh, the the leaker of the Pentagon Papers, uh, which sort of for the first time gave American citizens uh, a real, a real and unvarnished picture into how things were going in Vietnam. Uh, And it turned out that uh, contrary to what elected leaders were telling the people, uh, it was going very poorly. Um, But I I was reading some, uh, some retrospectives about him and I, I feel better. I changed on the fly to this uh, because we talked about preemptive comeuppance. So I don't remember exactly which uh, which article it was that I was reading, but um, I will make sure I find it and put it in the show notes. He had stolen, uh, stolen is perhaps the word that the Nixon administration would use. Uh, he had taken and made copies of other documents uh namely pertaining to u.s plans for a nuclear war with russia and china and i did not know that um and that was actually the reason that uh nixon had the white house plumbers break into ellsberg's psychiatrist's office it was to find dirt on him to blackmail him out of releasing those documents uh turned out it would have been a mute, uh, moot point anyway because he had given the documents to his brother for safekeeping his brother had literally buried them in the yard and they got washed away by some sort of uh tropical storm uh, but it just it was fascinating to learn stuff about daniel ellsberg that i didn't know so um i will i'll find the article that i was reading and and put a link in the notes um all right it's time for trivia max what do you have for us
3: yeah so um it's uh june 26th now which i think is officially summer Mm -hmm. i think it's almost july 4th of 2023 i don't know how that's real but it is And it's getting warm here, and I know I like to enjoy some stuff when it gets warm or hot, and I think Sean does too, based on a shared picture recently, which is ice cream. I love ice cream. Uh, I come from a family of ice cream lovers. um, And so I was trying to do some digging on the internet to come up with an ice cream-related question, and it seems that there's a lot of uh, sources around here, but at least this is a most recent one, which is the YouGov uh, asked a 1,000 U.S. adults about their favorite ice cream flavor. So, the question today is, uh, what are America's favorite ice cream flavors? Um, according to this poll, 59% of adults like vanilla, and 11% rank it as their favorite flavor, making it the most popular ice cream flavor. And 51% of adults like chocolate, with 10% choosing it as their favorite making it the second most popular ice cream flavor. So those are one and two. Uh, so my question today is, what is the third most popular ice cream flavor in America, with 43% of adults liking it and 7% calling it their favorite flavor? Um, hmm. and this is from a YouGov poll. And I, 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 There's a couple different responses, so this is the source of this specific poll. But I could see... Um, yeah, different, different third favorite flavors throughout the previous years.
1: I'll yeah, I think I have an idea.
3: Fair enough.
2: Okay, Kevin, you go first. So I, I guess this—I maybe I'm just completely off in terms of what's allowed, or maybe it's just not it. But my answer will be uh, cookies and cream. My answer is coffee
0: strawberry
3: all right with 43 percent of adults liking it but six percent saying it's their favorite making it the fourth most popular is strawberry apparently served at president james madison's president james madison's second inaugural banquet but kevin is correct the wow. third most popular ice cream flavor with seven percent saying it's their favorite is cookies and cream uh, huh. Rounding out the top five, number five is chocolate chip, then butter pecan, chocolate chip cookie that was dough, butter was mint chocolate oh, I chip, guess all the boomers caramel, died off yet. Neapolitan, rocky road, chocolate peanut butter, and at number thirteen, coffee. Yeah,
2: Which Pierce, I'm was, shocked. Coffee. Terrible.
3: I know so many people that hate coffee. Pierce, that was cream. maybe worse than, than your
2: Russell
1: Westbrook. <laughs> pick. Coffee ice cream <laughs> is <laughs> really good. I, I, yeah, I, I, I love, love it, but I, I know a lot of people. We're playing a lot of people playing Family Feud here. If,
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, if people if people are out here being like, my favorite flavor is vanilla, or my favorite flavor is chocolate, like I assume that there will be enough people who are like, I want something that's not so sweet. Give me the bitter. But you're right, I was wrong. <laughs> but if you had coffee ice cream, it's not really bitter.
1: It's incredibly sweet. It's, it's not, but <laughs> it's but, deliciously you know, sweet.
0: <laughs> it is. I mean, they they all are. Every all every
1: are. Co- like coffee ice cream all over America is the template is Ben Affleck's Dunkin' order so <laughs> all right <I> love that. <laughs> you can find us at our home on the web www.prettyokpod.com or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice uh, that is the end of the show we'll be back next week to talk about something else until then I'm Sean I'm Pierce I'm Max I'm Kevin thanks for listening bye